Pete and Kimber. Mix 94.5. Now, Jim Jeffries, of course, now the 1% Club premiered last night on Channel 7. Take a listen. We've brought together 100 everyday Aussies to find out who's in the top 10% of thinkers, who's in the top 50% of thinkers, and who tries to get their bread out of the toaster with a fork. <laughs> you might be in the top 1% of the nation and not even know it. Yes, you. It's not about what you know. It's how you think. Now, Jim, has hosting the oh. 1% Club given you more or less hope in humanity? Uh, um, oh, that's a tricky one. I, I, I didn't know people were as smart as they were. It's actually probably given me more. And I also didn't know there was that many thick people. I thought, <laughs> see, see, when I, I play along the show myself and I always get to halfway, I get to the 50% question and that's where my intelligence obviously is. And then I have to duck out. Sometimes when I'm reading like a 1% question, even after I read out the answer, I still don't understand what's going on. My brain still can't wrap its way around the question. But I just sort of nod and smile along and go, and that's the answer there. It's obviously the the the, the months align with the letters of the numbers of the day, of the date in, in 1962. So there we are. We have a winner. And I don't – I have no idea what's going on. But then you have like, like ones that you think are going to be super easy and – what happens is uh, people people uh, don't get the answer right because this really comes down to the 30 seconds. See, my father was terrible at the show and then he rings me up and he goes, I've gotten better. And I said, how have you gotten better, Dad? And he goes, I've started pausing it. And I'm like, well, that's not, that's not getting better. He went, to, he, went to, he went to be on the – he came down to watch one of the filmings and there was an empty chair. One of the contestants didn't show up, so he had to bring someone in. And there was an empty chair. And I said, well, my dad can be a contestant. That'll be funny. Then I'll talk to him and all this type of stuff. My dad's 82. And I said, he, he can be a contestant. And they said, that would be a conflict of interest. Um, you know, you could have slipped him an answer or something like that. And I said, I'll tell you what. If this bloke wins the quiz, I'll pay him the hundred grand myself. I said, I, I said, I said that guy won't figure out how to use the tablet. You know, they've all got iPads. You know what I mean? Like, like he won't be able. To, he can't use a touchscreen phone. You know what I mean? The chance, the chance of this bloke winning is is zero to none. But they still wouldn't let him on. Now, Jim Jeffries, um, we learnt something quite interesting about you that we had no idea. We know you're the host of the One Percent Club. You've done incredibly well in the US, and you've got all your comedy specials and all that sort of stuff. Great stand-up comedian. But you did musical theatre here at Whopper well, Opera. Was opera. it Opera? I, oh, I did. I did both. I, I, I did one year of musical theatre and then uh, the certificate course and then I tried to get into the full musical theatre course but I used opera singing as my background and the, I got into the opera department, right? And so I was uh, – look, man, I, I don't know how this happened. I don't, You know, I, I could sing a little bit as a teenager in school musicals and stuff like that. I never really did well in high school. And the only way I was going to get to university was by auditioning to do something. But it was fantastic. The musical theatre course was 15 women and 15 men. And uh, everybody was into – it was like being in, in fame. Everyone had dancers' bodies except for me, you know what I mean? But the great <laughs> thing was that out of those 15 men, I think 13 of them were homosexuals. It couldn't have worked out better. <laughs> it was fantastic. <laughs> I, it, was, it was one of the best experiences of my life. I have such fond memories of Perth. I love the place. Um, now, uh, we need to – because we know we've only got brief time with you, so we, um, sure. we've, uh, we've got – 
Oh, to, we're as disappointed as you yeah, are, trust but don't me, worry. Mate, we're gutted. We, we, we were told five minutes with uh, the great Oh, no, no Jeffrey, keep so. going until they pull you off. Keep going until they pull you off. Oh, great. That's told, my slogan in life. I told you, I told you it was going to be a good morning, Kim. <laughs> <laughs> well, because Pete was like, oh, we'll, be, we'll want to chat about that gun reform video. And, and I was like, look, don't get me wrong. Your gun reform set was very funny, but if you knew it was going to go viral every time there was a shooting in America, would you have worn a better jacket? <laughs> oh, well, it was of its time. That, that leather jacket, it's funny. It's funny. It's like, it's that leather jacket, if I wanted to dress as myself for Halloween, that would be the outfit. Like, I, I, that, 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 that jacket is more famous than my head. If I wear that jacket out, I get stopped for photos all day. If I wear this suit, no one recognizes me. It's just, you know, it's just that jacket. I, I had another jacket. I had another jacket that I wore in one of my specials. I think the special after that one, another like leather shirty type jacket. And Dr. Drew, the TV doctor, he had a charity auction where he was auctioning off um, a pair of Elton John platform shoes signed by Elton John and a guitar from Slash and all this type of stuff. And he asked if I could donate anything. So I donated the leather jacket, I signed the inside, and the DVD of me wearing the jacket came as a complete set, right? Anyway, I got obsessed with this auction, and I'd watch it every day, and I kept on following this jacket, and in the end, I bought it back for less than what I paid for it. I wasn't going to let it go for that price. It was, it was too good a jacket, right? So I just gave the money to charity, so I still wear a leather jacket with my own autograph in the inside breast. Um, mate, just on that set, right? The do you do you trend every time, or does that pop up every time there is something that happens in America? Yeah, I I wake up, if I wake up in the morning and I see that I'm, you know, when I say trending, like like something's happened on my Instagram, I got like a hundred different messages and a this and a that, and I'm like, all right, some I I can right away go. There's been a school shooting. Wow! Like, wow! Right from, the, from the second I turn my phone on, I you know. It's uh, that 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 piece never goes viral because America is crushing it with the guns, you know. It yeah, never goes that way. So yeah, it is it is kind of upsetting when when that happens, you know what I mean. But I do like that it's a easy, accessible thing that people can forward to relatives and friends uh, without being too in your face. Or, you know, if you don't want to get in an argument with someone, you can just send that that clip over and that might make a few points that you wanted to make, but you didn't want to say out loud yourself. Plus, you know, let's be, I've had people write to me and go that they watched that routine in university, um, law students and stuff like that. Have, uh, it's open, open for debate. They've put that actual routine on. And I always sheepishly say to them, oh, look, I'll be honest with you. All the statistics in that routine I made up, I didn't think of it. <laughs> <laughs> no research required. <laughs> but the gist is right. The gist is the vibe of the piece is right where it should be. We um we actually heard they're adding it to the curriculum for the musical theatre course at WAPA. Um, <laughs> I would love to see WAPA do the Jim Jeffries musical. It would be astounding always, and you must come always, back to Perth for it. I always loved Whopper that that it was this prestigious university you could get into that sounded like a hamburger. Like no one else. <laughs> the West Australian Academy of Performing Arts. Like when I went there, when I first went there, Hugh Jackman had just left a few years earlier and he wasn't the Hugh Jackman we know now. He was I think he was doing curly in the West End. And even when the if any of the teachers 
talked about Hugh Jackman, they took a breath and they went, when Hugh was here, I remember that they they couldn't have fawned about this man more. <laughs> like the men and the women, they lit up when they mentioned Hugh Jackman. And I remember thinking, settle down. He's just curly in the West End. This guy's <laughs> not going to be anything. And then the next year he's effing Wolverine. Yeah. So, you know, yeah. it's oh, all Jim, turned around. I went you. through Whopper many years later and they still mm. talked about him like that. And also I want you to they, know that as part of our fundraising, um, we actually all made black T-shirts with Whopper written in red letters in between two burger buns and we had them all iron printed and sold the shirts and everyone at Whopper was wearing <laughs> burger shirts it, it it's it's a it's a funny it, it it feels like whopper exists in the hearts and minds of children everywhere because when you show up there i know they're building a new ca- campus now but it was just at edith cowan university it was like four rooms and we all just sort of <laughs> wandered around yeah did, 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 what did you what did you study there theater arts theater art okay you didn't have to do dance classes you've never seen anything like me muddling through a tap class. <laughs> oh, I, I, I would never get the time steps. Right. I had to repeat like tap like again. For, you only meant to do one semester of it. I had to do two semesters of tap Jesus. or I wasn't going to graduate. Uh, and so I was living out, I was living out um, in Mount Lawley and I had this little two-story place and I had my tap recital that I had to do at class and I woke up hungover that day and I'd brought in, because I had tiled floors, I'd brought in this bit of wood, right, to put at the top of my stairs because that's the only landing I had in the whole house. And so I was in my underwear, which back in the day was just silk boxes before, you know, the 2000s, the ones with cartoon characters on it. <laughs> and then I had socks and I had me tap shoes on and I got up there and I started learning all my time, time steps and I was going that time step because I had to do my exam in about an hour, right? I clicked me heel on the bit of wood and I rolled down the stairs and I was concussed for a little while. <laughs> I, was, I, I, I knocked myself out and I was in me, uh, I was in my underwear and me tap shoes. And I thought, <laughs> Thank God I didn't die. If they found me like that, it's not the story that you want to have told, is it? Now, um, Jim Jeffries, we have to get going because we're, we're on the air while we're pre-recording this at the moment and we've got 90 seconds and our producers just walked in to pull us off. So, no, okay. And you did say to keep going until we get pulled off. So, you've gotten pulled off. So, apologies. (laughs) I should be so lucky. (laughs) All right. Well, thank you very much, everyone. It's been a delight, Jim. Please come back to Perth. We will make sure that we take you on the tour of Whopper again. Next time I'm in Perth, which should be soon because I'm planning a tour of Australia very soon, I'll come in and we'll do the show live together. I love that, mate. Can't wait, mate. Thanks for spending so much time with us this morning. We appreciate it. No problem, anytime.